Okay, we are back with Sim Nation. We've been uh, gone a while, but we are now back. It is playoff time, and we are going to do the Major League Playoffs, the Divisional Series, and we are going to be covering the uh, ALDS and the NLDS. So with that, I've got uh, the best baseball mind that I know. I've got my dad with me, and uh, Dad, thanks for joining us tonight. Not a problem, man. I enjoy this. This is this is right up my alley. Baseball, and that's actually that's that was one of the first questions I was going to ask you is, uh, as a kid, what got you into baseball? Because I mean, ever since I was a kid, I mean, ever since I was a kid, you've this has been your your love was baseball. I mean, you played softball and all that, but I mean, yes, you'll watch the other sports and all that, but your love, like you, you can sit down, you can watch. You know the two worst teams in baseball. You you'll sit, you'll watch it. So what is yeah, it about uh, baseball that you love so much? Well, uh, between my dad, your grandfather, and and my brother, um, my dad, you know, dad was uh, a good ball player, and my brother was playing ball, and uh, they just made sure. I mean, I, I was playing uh, catch and that kind of stuff with them when I was about four years old. And I started playing little league. You know, you had to be eight, but with I had a late birthday, but they let me play when I was seven. And uh, you know, I, I just loved the game, you know, all aspects. And um, I've been fortunate enough to play for fifty-three years. And you know, by the time I quit, I started then um, when I was seven. I quit when I was sixty. And um, you know, there's been a lot of highlights, a lot, a lot of lowlights, but a lot of highlights. But probably the highlight was being able to play with you and your brother. I mean, not too, far, too many fathers get to play ball with their two boys. Yeah, and, and, that, uh, and we won the yeah. championship. We won the championship that year, so that was yeah. fun. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, your, mo- your mom put up with a lot because, you know, uh, when you were growing up, I was playing – a hundred or more softball games a year, traveling all over the country, as you know. Right. You know, and uh, you know, it's just something I love. Fortunately, I had a job where I, I could get off to play like that. But uh, uh, it, it's always been a love. Just I just enjoy the game, you know. But uh, and, and fortunately, I was able to play it at a decent level. So, but you know, now I go out and you know, the funny part is. None of my grandchildren play. Oh, I shouldn't say that. My one granddaughter does, you know. And uh, but yeah, you know, we got we got soccer players, we got volleyball players, we got you know a little bit of everything else. But you know, you got one ball player. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, it does seem okay. it, it does, it does seem like yeah, exactly. I was going to say it seems like baseball and um, and softball for a little bit, but baseball just it seems like I'm not going to say it's dying, but it's waning. It's, you know, right. th- there's other things, you know, um, and, you know, it's not as easy to, it's easy to play basketball with, you know, two kids where in baseball, you, you, you need, you need some numbers. And I think yeah. that's, that's, yeah. A, that's an issue. So, well, you know, when I was a kid during our summer vacation in school, we'd be playing ball, you know, we'd, uh, early in the morning, we'd get out, we play till lunchtime, go home, and come back. And play to dinner time. Yeah, know? yeah. And then you know, so it, it, it was it was just a big thing at that time. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, I was glad, you know, you and, and Casey played, you know, you know, I enjoyed when you guys did, but, uh, you know, it is, it's just, uh, you know, something that's always been in my heart. I enjoy watching it. I like, I like the thinking part of it, you know, we'll right. people around and all that kind of stuff. So. All right, well, let's get into this here. Let's uh, get in. So, you took the National League teams. So we've Correct. so we've got the Los Angeles Dodgers. We've got the Arizona Diamondbacks. We've got the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. And I know, well, and I was gonna. I thought it was funny because when we were discussing all the teams and all that, and you're and you, you're like, okay, so what's the rule? Do I have to pick? Atlanta, do I can I pick Milwaukee? And I'm like, you can pick whoever you want. Does not matter. So I was expecting, I was planning on you know getting a Milwaukee Braves team, and you came up with 95 Braves. <laughs> so, so, so what, what was the thought process there? Because it's uh, I, I sound like you were ready. You were gun ho. You're going for Hank Aaron and Eddie uh, Matthews and all that. You're gonna go Milwaukee. What what, what changed I, well, your mind? I, I, I thought about that. But I found a better team, old team, that I wanted to use, and that was the Brooklyn Dodgers, 1955. Right. Yeah, so you do have to that. Me, that was that was that was a better team. But okay. looking at Atlanta, um, you know, I, I took their uh, year is this? 95. Yeah. Team, and they had a lot of ball players that you know were very good. They you know they won everything, and uh, with the Phillies. Um, I took the 1980 team, and um, you know, the only one that I took was probably closest is the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks, and for two reasons: one, it's the only year that they ever won it all, but it was also they're after the most 9/11. recent team, anyways. They're the most recent team too. Yeah, but uh, that year, uh, the uh, World Series, everything was delayed because 9-11 happened. Right, right. And uh, the impact of that and all that, I thought it was, it was a fitting team to, to yeah. use, you know. And that may have been uh, the one time where uh, the New York Yankees were America's darlings. Because <clears> they, they were in the World Series and everyone in a lot of the nation was, you know, like, oh, boy, you know, that'd be it. It would be it'd be sweet if they won. And uh I wouldn't say everybody. I'm sure the people in Boston were like rooting for Arizona, but um, yeah, yeah, that was that was where they thought you know it, it would have been perfect for the for the Yankees to win against that Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all right, so you went the '80s Phillies, you went the '95 Braves, the 2001 Diamondbacks, and the '55 Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, so right. so those are the teams. So these are the teams I chose for the American League, and uh, we've got. Um, and this series just ended last night, but we're still going to do it. Uh, Baltimore Orioles and, uh, and the Baltimore Orioles there, there were a few options here. The one I definitely was not going to go with was 83. Um, just, I, I was looking at the pitching and stuff and the pitching was just not there. And that's the one thing with Baltimore is Baltimore. They've always, it seems like they've always had some good pitching. So um, I went with, and I I didn't realize that in '66 they beat the Dodgers for for nothing. They swept them, and that's the team with Koufax and Don Drysdale. But I ended up I went with the '70 Baltimore Orioles because they defeated the uh, Cincinnati Reds. I'm th- and 
I'm a huge Cincinnati Reds, big Red Machine fan. I think probably because they won the year I was born. I I always liked Johnny Bench, so I I went with the Baltimore Orioles of of that um, of that year, and then I went with the 2011 Texas Rangers. And the Rangers are the only team in this grouping that has never won the World Series. So when I looked at it, I and they they were in the World Series twice, 2010, 2011. And they took St. Louis to seven games. So that's the one I went with uh, was the 2011 Texas Rangers because they took they took uh, St. Louis to seven games. And that was a St. Louis team that had Matt Holliday, Lance Berkman, and more importantly, Albert Pruholz. That was the year before he left. Um, and then with the Minnesota Twins, I, this one was one where it was they, – they won in 87, they won in 91. And it was kind of like, okay, which one am I going to take with that? Um, so then I'm like, well, maybe there was one that, you know, they won in more convincing fashion. They won both in four in, in uh, seven games. <laughs> so it was like, it was like Minnesota is not helping me here. I ended up, I went with 91 just because they beat an up and coming Atlanta Braves team. That was the year where in both teams went from last to first. Um, they were last place in 90, both teams. And then they went to the world series. And it's also the classic game. That team had Jack Morris. And um, that was one that I just thought uh, needed to be had. And then I went with last year's Houston uh, Astros just because I was not going to pick the cheaters. I was not going to pick the cheating team. So I went with 2022. I refused to pick the cheaters. So those are the teams. And uh, we're going to face off first with the Baltimore Orioles against the Texas Rangers. Okay, so here we go. 70s Baltimore Orioles against the Texas Rangers of 2011. Um, the Rangers, I I was looking at a team for the Rangers. They they had a pretty damn good team. Um, they, I mean, they had Adrian Beltre. They had Elvis Andrews, Ian Kinsler. They had Josh Hamilton when he was, um, when he uh, kind of blew up for a while. Uh, and he was like the best player, hottest player in uh, Major League Baseball. So he, they had a heck of a team. What what hurt them, and I think it's, to me, I don't know, I think it's going to be their biggest downfall, is their pitching. Uh, their pitchers are CJ. I mean, if we're going to a three-game series, which we're going to do best two out of three, their pitchers are CJ Wilson, Derek Holland, and Colby Lewis. Wow. And Baltimore, you're going to be rolling Jim Palmer, Mike Cuellar, and Dave McNally, who – I looked at it last night on Baseball Reference. All three had a whip of 1.19 or better. Wow. Yeah. And uh, home runs per nine innings. I looked that up. Mike Cuellar had one. Jim Palmer was 0.6, and Dave McNally was 0.9. So they kept it in the uh, they kept yeah, it in the they yard. Did. They kept it in the yard. They had 108 wins. This was just this was a just a a fantastic team. So um, he had. And this is a team that beat Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, uh, Tony Perez, Hal McRae was on that team. Um, this was a, this was a team that was so good. They had a 21 year old Don Baylor on the bench. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don Baylor was on the bench. You had uh, Frank Robinson, Brooks Robinson, um, Elrod Hendricks was the catcher. I I forgot about that. And then Boog Powell uh, was the first baseman. I mean, they they just they had a they had power. Um, they just, they were a tough team. Uh, and it was interesting. They came in second in 68 to the Tigers, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
So what do you remember the 70s team, Dan? As far as the 70s team, um, pitching seemed to be dominant throughout the league. Uh, I don't, I couldn't tell you why, but I mean, there were a lot of uh, low-scoring games, a lot of you know defensive things, and um, but Baltimore, they just they got out ahead, and not only were their starters good, but they had um, very good relievers also, and uh, they just couldn't they couldn't catch them, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a couple of years after the Tigers had won it, but they were in transition; they were in you know, a challenge. Yankees, I don't remember too much about where they were, but, uh, you know, they were always in there. But Baltimore pretty much dominated the year with defense, pitching, and timely hitting. Yeah. I, I believe they had Boo Powell at that time, right? Yeah, he was first base. He had uh, and, Davey Johnson at second. Uh, mm-hmm. You had, uh, who was? Brooks Robinson and Frank Robinson. Were they on that team? Oh yeah, Frank Frank was outfield and uh, Brooks was third base. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see who the shortstop was. Mark Belanger. Mark Belanger. Mark Belanger. Belanger. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, they had good offense, but it was their pitching that really shined through the season. And Earl Weaver was the coach. Yeah, yeah, yep. he was the manager. All right. All right, so let's see. So, what what do you think is going to? How, how do you think this uh, this matchup is going to play out? I think Baltimore is going to win. Okay. All right. So, game one, uh, we are playing because Baltimore had a one hundred eight win uh, record. Texas only had ninety six, ninety seven. Which I say only as a Tigers fan, we we kill for that. Um, but we've got. Texas wins seven to three in the first game. Now I had Dave McNally pitching against uh, CJ Wilson. Okay, but uh, you've got Mike Napoli uh, got an RBI in the first inning, so they're up right away one one nothing, and then uh, Baltimore comes back. They score the big inning was the fifth inning. They uh, Texas scored four runs in the fifth inning, and um, really. Kind of did in the uh, did in the Orioles. You had uh, Mitch Moreland hit a three-run homer, and then Elvis Andrews um, hits a fly ball that uh, dropped in for a double, and C.J. Wilson yeah. scored. So they they had pitchers hitting. Texas had a lot of power back then. Oh, know. absolutely. They still do. I mean, they're still in the playoffs. They're doing good this year. So. Yeah, well, but, I remember yeah, Mitch, was, Moore, Mitch Moreland. I always reminded me he almost seemed like a softball hitter, and uh, mm-hmm. he he drove in five runs. So um, yeah. you've got, and I mean, you had you had C.J. Wilson who he pitched eight innings, three seven hits, three earned runs. Uh, where you had Dave McNally. I mean, they went through almost the entire bullpen here. You had Dave McNally four four and a third. Then Marcelino Lopez, Pete Reichert, Eddie Watt, Dave Leonard, Dick Hall. It was just they were wow. Earl Weaver was throwing. Everybody. Yeah, they were throwing everyone at them, uh, just trying well, to Dave stop McNally, them. He was a good pitcher, but he was he was not over. He was a pitch to contact kind of guy. Okay, left hander. 
All right, so that's the first game. So Texas is up one nothing. So now we're going to go Derek Holland facing off against Jim Palmer. I probably should have put Palmer in the first, but that's okay. That's where I would have started. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Now, now we need now we need Palmer more than ever. <laughs> At least Baltimore. Yeah. Is. All right. So here we go. And uh, once again, we've got the Texas Rangers win six to one. Six to one. Um and this was this was one nothing uh all the way up to the eighth inning. And then all of a sudden, eighth inning, Texas scores five runs. Uh let's wow. see here. Jim Palmer. Oh, see, okay, this is what they did. They're they're opportunistic. I I'm gonna give them that. Uh Palmer pitched seven, and then he pulled okay. him for Pete <laughs> and he pulled him for Pete Riker, and Pete Riker gave up five runs. Um, so eighth inning, Pete Riker comes in. Um, the he, fire started. Well, Daniel Murphy flies out. Derek Holland strikes out. So it, I mean, this is all with two outs too. Uh, Andrew singles, Napoli singles, Beltre three run homer. So there's three. Hamilton double, Kinsler two run homer. So, I mean, they had two outs and they couldn't pull, pull wow. away. I mean, it's bad when then you have Mo Jabrowski coming in to close it out, <laughs> yeah, and then um, wow. and then Boog Powell um, knocks in Paul Blair to score. But I mean, the damage was done. It's I mean, it's six to one. It was six nothing, then six to one. Both teams got seven hits, but Texas Rangers just wow opportunistic. They, I mean, yeah. I mean, you had. I mean, that was a pretty good Baltimore team they had there. Yeah, Baltimore. It's kind of like this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you take a look at them. You know, there's one, two, three Hall of Famers on that team. You got Frank Robinson. You got Brooks Robinson. Yeah. And you got Jim Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that wasn't enough to win it, I guess. No, no. It's so. interesting. All right. So Texas will move on just like they, just like they are this year. All right. So now let's try one of yours, and we're going to do the Phillies against the Braves. Okay. So the Philadelphia Phillies, 1980. This was with Michael Jack Schmidt, and uh, this was like, was this their first World Series win? I think it was, Uh, wasn't it? And in quite a few years, when they were, you know, back in time they, they had real good teams but this was first one in quite a while for them okay and then this is the Atlanta Braves first uh world series um and this was with uh we were just talking John Smoltz and mm-hmm. uh Steve Avery both from the Detroit area but also yeah. Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin I mean this was this was to me the their best pitching group yeah uh, ever yeah without a doubt the so, interesting thing with the Phillies they had a picture called Ron Reed, and it was a about a six foot eight right hander, and he had he played I think one year for the Pistons. Really? Mm-hmm. So six eight. So he, I mean, he was almost like he was like Randy Johnson. Yeah, he's big. He's big. Okay, but, so uh, and Pete Rose was on that team. Yeah, and uh, they, they were they were a good ball club. Be interesting to see how they turn out because both these clubs are pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean, these this this is an evenly matched. Again, I would say, I mean, you have Steve Carlton, and that's the first uh, pitching matchup. Steve Carlton, who's one of the best left-handers in the game uh, ever, I would say, against Tom Glaffin, another great left-handed pitcher. Um, so who do you think? Who, if you're going to, uh, before we start, who do you think's got the upper hand, the 80 Phillies or the 95 Braves? I, I think the 95 Braves are going to, because I think they have um, – Decent offense, but excellent pitching. That's my that's my opinion, anyway. Yeah. And but, uh, uh, we shall see. All right. So here we go, and uh, we are playing in Philadelphia because, as I was saying, uh, Philadelphia had 91 wins, and the Braves had 90 wins. So Philadelphia gets the home field advantage, and um, they end up they won two nothing. Philadelphia wins two nothing. Uh, okay. so Carlton shuts out the Braves. Uh, he pitches a complete game, four hitter, uh, six strikeouts, 107 pitches. I mean, he was also, I mean, nine innings, 107 pitches. That's pretty economical right there. Yeah. 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 He was a strike thrower. Yeah. He was tough. You know that about that. Uh, and this is the Bob Boone game. So you've got Steve Carlton and then Bob Boone, who's the catcher. Mm-hmm. Right, so this is this is the bat. This is the battery game. Uh, Bob Boone, home run and an RBI. Wow. Yeah, so um, he hit a. So Bob Boone hits a home run, and uh, let's he didn't see. hit that many. Yeah, <laughs> I well, mean, he's, compared to the rest of the guys on that team, you know, you got Mike Schmidt in there, and Luzinski. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Jake McBride, Pete Rose. Uh, yeah. So he hits a home run. He ended up. He was two for three. Uh, Mike Schmidt was zero for three. He he uh, had a walk, but he was zero for three. Pete Rose zero for four. I mean, both teams had four hits. So this was a pitcher's duel. Um, Tom Glavin pitched seven, and then Greg McMichael came in and pitched one inning. And uh, Philly didn't need the ninth inning. So two nothing, uh, four hits apiece, and it was it was the Bob Boone shows. But you know, home run in the fifth. And then uh, we got David Justice has a fly ball ricochet off his glove. And oh, uh, McBride reaches on two-base error, error and Maddox scores. So yeah, defense yeah. defense does them. In, and David Justice was not a wizard with the glove, that's for sure. No, no, he, he wasn't. <laughs> he could hit. He was there to hit. Yes, uh, yes. But uh, All right. Oh, well. All right, so that's game one. So Glavin goes down. So who are you going with next? Are you going Smoltz or Maddox? I'm going to go with Smoltz. Okay. So John Smoltz and for the Phillies, this is where it kind of goes. It goes Steve Carlton and then the rest of the temptation. (laughs) It's like the rest of the Supremes. Um, We got Dick Ruthven, Bob Walk, Randy Lurch, and Larry Christensen. Yikes. Dick Ruthven has a 3.55. Mm-hmm. Bob, everyone else is over four. Yeah, Bob Walk, he was a, a pitch-to-contact guy. <laughs> he looked like he gave a lot of walks up, too. So who yeah. are you going with, uh, Ruthven? Yeah, let's do Dick Ruthven as, okay. a, as a pitcher here. All right. All right, so here we go. Smoltz against Ruthven. Um Smoltz at that time three eight three one eight, 
and Russ Greenwood's three one three five five. Um, but again, one's in the Hall of Fame and Dick Ruffin's not. <laughs> All right, here we go. And we've got the Braves offense did not show up one bit. You're kidding me. Four nothing. Philadelphia wow. wins. Four nothing. Philadelphia wins. First inning, Philly gets three runs. First inning, three runs for Philadelphia. So well, uh, you, just, you just take a look at the two teams and what happened. I mean, Atlanta has more of the Hall of Famers in it. That's for sure. I know. You know. I know. I mean, you've got McGriff. You got Chipper Jones. You've got John Smoltz. Yeah, Smoltz seven innings, four earned runs. Um, Dick Ruthven, seven innings, three hits. I mean, he shut him down. <laughs> he just I'll be done. four strikeouts, five walks, and then Ron Reed came in and finished him off two innings and uh only only took him nineteen pitches. So he was pretty uh Wow. Yeah. That is surprising. I thought Atlanta would be tough. I did too. I thought that I when you said ninety five Braves, I'm like, that could be the team. Mm-hmm. That could be the team. Mm-hmm. But uh, not today. Not today. So Philadelphia would move on. All right. Okay. So let's so we've got Texas and we've got Philadelphia so far. So let's go with now the Houston Rangers and the Minnesota Twins. Okay. Electronics heating this up again. Yeah, exactly. All right. Houston Astros against the Minnesota Twins. 2022 Houston Astros. And I, I could not in good conscience choose the 2017 Astros. The, that's the team that cheated. I can't do it. I just cannot I do it. You. Nope. I hear you. So Houston Astros of last year um, who beat Philadelphia. So if they face off again, it'd be interesting. Um, against the Minnesota Twins of 91. And as I explained before, I chose the Twins because they, they beat Atlanta. And it just to me, it, they had Jack Morris. It was one of the greatest Game Seven wins I've ever seen. Um, uh, it was it was the one they went extra innings and Morris pitched the entire game. Uh, if you remember that one. So, uh, Minnesota Twins. This is the team they got Chuck Knobloch. This is when Knobloch was uh, second base and he could throw to first base. This was before he. This was this was before he uh, lost his mind. Couldn't throw to first base, and he threw one. So you remember the? Did you ever hear the story? He threw, he threw it into the stands, and hit a hit a uh, elderly woman, and then on ESPN, Keith Owens doing the replay, and he goes, he just hit my mother. <laughs> it was, was Oberman's mom that got hit in the head by Chuck Knobloch. Wow. Um, but you also, you had, uh, Kirby Puckett, um, they had Chili Davis, Kent Herbeck, Greg Gagne. They, again, this was, they had a pretty good team, but they they also had Jack Morris and they had, uh, Scott Erickson. This was, I think he was a rookie that year. Um, and this was when he was, he was really, um, kind of feeling it at that time. And then, um, Kevin Tappany was, Actually, Kevin Tappany's got the best ERA. He had 299. Uh, and the Astros, this is now what's interesting about the Astros was this is the year after they lose Carlos Correa. So you'd think, you know, that they're diminished because they lost Correa, who right. was a great shortstop. 
but no, Jeremy Pena comes and he he gets the World Series MVP. So he um, just made an excellent play in today's game. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a heck of a player. It's just they just mm-hmm. they just keep uh, rolling. It's yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. You know, Korea would like to really put it to him, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Hopefully they can, but I don't know if Minnesota's going to hold up. Yeah, I it just. It, it, I don't know. To me, it just seems Houston. They're just. They're always. They. They seem right now. They're always a step ahead. You know, like if you're if you're thinking, exactly if, if, right. if you're looking, like exactly it's, right. it's like they're playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. So, first game, I've got Jack Morris against Justin Verlander, just because I'm like I want that matchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being being a Tigers fan. Having those two pitch against each other, that, that would have been a pretty good matchup, I think. So, um, so far, we, we're, we're both uh, 0 for 2 for our guesses. Yeah, it hasn't, yeah. But it's not going to stop Shows us. What we know. Who, who do you think, Dad? Who do you think? Uh, I'll tell you what. I think Houston would be tough. I yeah. I'll pick Houston. Yeah, and they they are playing in Houston uh, because uh, Houston is uh, has 106 wins. Minnesota had 95, so they're playing in mm-hmm. Houston. All right, so let's see what happens here. Um, yep. You got the Astros against the Twins, and the well, home field helps out this time. It took 11 innings, and Houston wins 5-4. Oh boy. <laughs> So yeah, they so eleven innings. They go five four. Uh, they get a run in the eleventh. Um, Minnesota was well. Minnesota was down two nothing. Then they in the sixth inning they go up three two. Uh, Houston comes right back, ties it, and then it's um. Oh no, I'm sorry. Houston was up four three. I'm sorry, four three. Minnesota ties them in the eighth. They go 11 innings, and you've got – let's see what happens in the 11th. You've got Dubon flies out to deep left field. Guriel scores on uh, Curry Puckett's late throw home. How would it be a late throw home? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, especially from the center field. Yeah, man's on third base. What, is he checking to see if uh, – if Bowie Coon's um, autograph is on the, well, what in the world? Late throw home. It, it must have been like you know he dove or something for I don't. Know. That, that that's a that's a that strange that's a strange uh, play by play there. Late throw home. Yeah, take your time, Kirby. All right, so so uh, Verland. Let's let, so the stats. Verlander, uh, Mauricio Dubon drives in game running run. Verlander goes eight innings, gives up uh, four runs, um, but only one earned. Jack Moore, they both go eight innings. They both give up four runs. I mean, they were just, you know, matching each other, basically. Uh, Six strikeouts for Verlander, eight strikeouts for Jack Morris. Uh, Steve Bedrosian comes in. I forgot they had uh, Bedrosian. And, uh, yeah, it's just they they got – the late throw home. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but okay. So, all right. So Astros are up one, but it was, uh, that's a nail biter. All right. So let's see here. I'm going to go Scott Erickson this time. 
Oh, actually, no, I'm going to go Tappany. He Tappany's got 2.9. And we're going to go Framber Valdez, who's a 2.82. So, I, again, a pretty good pitching matchup. Yep, it's going to be good. So, we've got this time uh, no extra innings needed. Houston wins 2 nothing. Two nothing. Um, looks, that was a good Houston team, though. Yeah, it was two two runs in the sixth, and that was it. I mean, both teams got five hits, so it was it was a very close match and matchup. Uh, I'm trying to see what it, Valdez goes the full nine, and Tappany goes eight. I mean, so no. I mean, this was just it was a well pitched game. Uh, Bregman hits a solo. The time on that, it'd be pretty short too. Uh, yeah, I think they do have a time here. What was the time on this? That's the one thing. They they even have, like, how, how long the game was sometimes. Yeah. It's like, wait a second, what? <laughs> um, I don't see it. Let me see. Yeah, but if you're just two runs scored in the yeah. same inning. Yeah, it's, it, it was, it was, I mean, the, the commercials lasted longer. Uh, Bregman yeah, hits a home that. run, and then um, Altuve gets uh, knocked in by a McCormick single. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was six inning, and that was it. Hmm. So, uh, Houston, yeah. Houston moves on, so it's going to be an all-Texas ALCS, uh, which it could be this year, too. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, they're they're playing now, aren't they? They are. Uh, they are. Yeah. On my TV, I got the Atlanta game, Atlanta Philly. That's Philly's leading ten to two. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I like their chances then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here okay. we go. So we're now on our last one: the Diamondbacks against the Dodgers. Yep. All right. So you pick the fifty-five Dodgers. What what was the what was the reason for the fifty five Dodgers? Well, I mean, they're one of the most famous did, teams in baseball history. But they they had such a dynamic team. I mean, you had Roy Campanella, and when he won the MVP with as a catcher, mm-hmm. thirty two home runs and one hundred and seven RBIs. He had Duke Snyder on the team. He had forty two home runs. And 138 RBIs. Then you had two other guys, Gil Hodges and uh, Carl Ferrillo. They both, one getting the Ferrillo got 26, and um, Hodges hit 27. And then you had. Well, they also um, had a guy I, I like to call Jackie Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty good. Yeah. Jackie <laughs> Robinson, you know, definitely was the player. Yeah, and that at that time he had moved to third base. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where they they have Jim Gilliam at second, Jackie Robinson at third. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh, like the pitchers, um, the pitcher I would start with is Don Newcomb. And that's what they have. They have Newcomb against Schilling to start with. But yeah, they, I mean, you yeah. also have Erskine, Johnny Padres. I mean, you got but, three but good ones there. Who they have? Sandy Koufax is on this team. Oh, uh, he see, must have no. been a real young. Yeah, because they they don't even have him then. as they don't even have him as a starter. No, no, he's probably in the bullpen. They have Don. Yeah. I didn't realize Don Zimmer was on that team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's hard to picture Don Zimmer really playing a serious baseball. Yeah, movie. yeah, I can't this see. Don Zimmer yeah, that we know. No, 
I mean, this Old was Popeye. just a fabulous team for that that era. All right. Well, they also they get home field because they had 98 wins. Arizona had 92. So uh, you'll be playing in Ebbets Field. Um, now you've got you know, you've got Arizona. The the one thing with the Arizona that they have was they had. I mean, their top two pitchers were probably the best. Mm-hmm. Besides besides Atlanta's. I mean, Atlanta had three. Um, to be honest, uh, four really, if you count Avery, who was really shut down. But Kurt Schilling at that time and Randy Johnson, you had. After that, I mean, oh, yeah. it, it goes Kurt yep. Schilling, 2.98, Randy Johnson, 2.49, and then Albie Lopez, 4, Brian Anderson, 5, Robert Ellis, 5.77. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, when they pitched, it was winning day, and then the other ones, it was let's just try to hit as much as we can. Uh, but they did have a pretty good, I mean, they had a pretty good lineup. They had Mark Grace. They had Luis Gonzalez, who mm-hmm. I think won the MVP that year. Uh, Matt Williams at third base, Steve Finley, who was a pretty good hitter. Uh, he had Reggie Sanders, Craig Council, who uh, had that really weird batting stance. But um, I mean, they had a pretty good team. Well, Again, not, no one, no one here out. is a Hall of Famer. It's gonna be interesting how this turns out because in the 2001 World Series, the MVPs were Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Yeah, they tied. Well, because they, I think, then they both come in as, uh, they both came in at, as in relief. relief too. As relievers. Yeah. Because it was game seven, and they just, and that was where Luis Gonzalez, who hit all these home runs, hit a, just a bleeder over uh, Jeter's head to win the game. All right, so we're we going Newcomb against Schilling? Yes. Okay, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to pick Brooklyn. Okay. All right. This one also went extra innings. This one went 10 innings and, uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers win four to three. All right. So, uh, Arizona starts off strong though. They got two runs in the first, um, Dodgers, Dodgers needed two in the ninth inning to, um, to get into extra innings. So they were down two in the ninth inning. They were down three to one, three to one in the ninth, and they ended up, they came back and they won. Okay. So that's one. Yep. Here's where you're going to run into problems with the, with the secondary pitching because, uh, of course, the uh, Dodgers, they had a left-hander called, they used to pitch for the Tigers way back when, Johnny Padres. And then he was a pitching coach for the Tigers for a while. That's that's who, and he ended up being the MVP in the World Series. Okay. So let's see how he does. All right, Johnny Padres. Mm-hmm. And Randy Johnson. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. And. Well, this time you're right, Dad. Brooklyn Dodgers, five nothing. <laughs> Shut them out. Really? Yep, five nothing. Uh, they scored one in the second, one in the fourth, and they just went hog wild in the eighth and scored three. So um, they only gave up four. Padres only gave up four hits. 
Um, Randy Johnson threw, uh, he pitched seven and two thirds. And uh, he ended up, he won. Or he lost, I'm sorry, he lost. So seven and two thirds, uh, gave up all five runs. He pitched 127 pitches. And then you had, wow. yeah. And then uh, Padres. Padres pitched eight, and then Clem Labine or Labine, he uh, finished it up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, yeah, 90, I 94 pitches, nine, nine, I mean, I nine strikeouts. And then I don't remember fifty-five, yeah. but I remember these names. You know? nine, nine strikeouts for Padres. Hmm. So he just and he you was know, dealing. He would have been like he, he would have been like a Whitey Ford, or he wasn't real fast, but he could move the ball around. You know. Yeah. All right. So that's we've interesting. Yeah, so we've got the Dodgers. I don't know how the computer pay I, I I don't know. Here's the thing that gets me. And um we got a little time, so we're gonna I'm I'm gonna vent here a second because we were gonna do the sixty six Notre Dame I Fighting Irish against the sixty six um Michigan State Spartans. And they don't have up to 66. They stop at 96. Okay, whatever. I thought, that, of, that, I thought of that when I picked up 55 yeah, from what, the Dodgers. Well, but, but here, here's the thing. So you've got that, where they don't go to 96. I'm looking up the Dodgers, and I had to sift through to get to the Dodgers. I had to sift through the Brooklyn Bridegrooms. I had to sift through all these teams that are in the 1800s. I'm like, what in God's name are we talking about? You, you've got all these teams in baseball, and you can't get past 96 for for college football. <laughs> Come on, so, but you knew what I someone fell asleep in the in the college football department. Yeah, well, but I found interesting that they wouldn't have it in the computer because uh, because of what happened in the in the my research. There were several different places that it, they said what what he ended up doing there, you know, selling for a, a tie. Yeah. yeah. It brought about more discussion about the playoffs and was the first evidence that they you know, that, that they started using as why you need to, to show who the champion is because uh, uh, actually who should have. I believe probably been the champion. If Oklahoma. You really look at it. Oklahoma. But I thought was it Oklahoma or Alabama that was undefeated? Oh, I think it was Alabama. One of them was undefeated. Yeah, you had yeah, two teams. Was, I believe it was Alabama. <laughs> you have State and you have Notre Dame that were they have a tie on their record, and they were higher in the rankings than an undefeated. It was Alabama, undefeated mm-hmm. Alabama team. How does that yeah. happen? That's it, that crazy. made no sense to me. No. All right. And, so. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? All right. So let's uh, let's do the NLCS and the ALCS. Okay. In the ALCS, we've got the Houston Astros, mm-hmm. and we've got the Texas Rangers, and we are definitely playing in Houston again. Houston, 106 wins uh, compared right. to Texas. Texas is 96. Um. I, I, I don't know. This is just me. I think Houston's going to run away with this one. But we've been wrong before. I, I, I agree with you. We've been wrong before. <laughs> so let's let's see what happens. Okay, so we're going to start. Um, Verlander gets to start. 
he gets the ball against uh, C.J. Wilson. C.J. Wilson's got the best ERA, and he's still uh, full point uh, over Verlander. Verlander, I didn't realize. I forgot. Verlander had a 1.75 last year. Wow. <laughs> wow. Not bad. Not bad at all. At what, 39 years old, was he? Pretty cool. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Uh, coming off Tommy John surgery. So, I mean, he, he did well. All right, here we go. First game, Houston against Texas, and we've got Houston win 6-3, to three, which makes all the sense in the world for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas starts off second inning 3 nothing. They they get three runs on the board, and then they're, and then Verlander says, okay, you're done, and shuts yeah. them down. Um, seventh inning, Houston scores five runs. So Kinsler hits a 5-4 fielder's choice. Beltre scores. And then uh, Mick, Mitch Moreland hits a two-run homer, which that's kind of what Mitch Moreland does. Just hits home runs. Bregman then hits a home run, makes it three to one, and then the floodgates open. Um, Martin Maldonado grounds at the third base, but McCormick scores. Uh, Pena doubles down the left field line. Guriel scores. Uh, Bregman singles. Pena scores. Altuve uh, base hit. Bregman scores. I mean, this is death by a thousand paper cuts. And then yeah. um, Tucker grounds it past the mound into center field for a single, and Alvarez scores. So it goes from three to one. Texas is up to six to three, and um, wow. they just they shut them down here. So Verlander pitches seven innings, um, three three runs, six hits. Uh, 96 pitches. So, I mean, he was, again, he's pretty uh, Yeah, that's... pretty economic. I mean, he had a good game. C.J. Wilson wasn't terrible either. Six six and two-thirds, but, you know, the doors came off in the seventh. And um, he gave up four earned runs. And then um, Yashinori Tatiyama came in, and he just, he, you can call it pitching, but it looks like he was more just he threw gasoline on the fire. Uh, one, wow. one, one third of an inning, uh, three hits, two runs. And, uh, I think he got deported afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Sent him back to Japan. Hey, hey, we don't need your help. Pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. So Houston is up one game to nothing. So now we're going to go Framber Valdez against Derek Holland. And, um. If if things go as you know what I would think, I'd say this might again. You're looking at Valdez has a two point eight two. Derek Holland has a three point nine five. Yeah, Valdez is a good pitcher. You know, he is. It. He's tough. Uh, all right, this one was not very close. Uh, this, this looks like last night's game for Texas. Uh, Fourteen to one, Houston beats wow. Texas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Holland. I don't think Holland does he even see the end of the first inning? No, he does not. <laughs> Six runs in the first inning. Pena starts, Pena starts, yeah, Pena starts home run. Bregman base hit, Alvarez base hit, Bregman scores, Altuve. So before he records, he never, he never recorded an out. He did not record an wow. out. He had, he got pulled. Dad, he got pulled with 12 pitches. Wow. 12 pitches. <laughs> 12, 
Well, when you wow. give up five runs and two pitches, you're not going to stay long. No, you're <laughs> right with that. So, wow. yeah, so five earned runs, two home runs, 12 pitches. The ERA is infinity <laughs> for Derek Holland. So it was over before it began. So Houston may, well, makes it to the World Series, which I don't, right. I mean, to be honest, in reality, I think this year there are a lot of people are thinking that seems about right as well. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. All right. So we got the 55 Dodgers and the 1980 Philadelphia Phillies. Dodgers uh, have the home field because they had 98 wins. So who are we going with, Dad? Carlton for the Phillies. Who are we going with for, are we going Newcomb again? No, we're going to go with Johnny Padres. Johnny Padres. All right. All right. What do you think on this one? I'm picking uh, Brooklyn again. Okay. Let's see how they do. Uh, This one was very similar to the last one. Uh, Not even close. Philadelphia Phillies, 13-0 win over the Brooklyn Dodgers. Wow. Yeah. Uh, They get one run in the first and then eight runs in the second. Uh, You've got, yeah, it it was not pretty. Let's just say Johnny Padres, um, 47.25 ERA is not going to get it done. No, and I think he was. In, the, in 1995, he was, or in 1955, he was the MVP of the World Series. Yeah, so, okay, so here, you, so you'll get a kick out of this. So, Padres, one and one third inning, uh, eight hits, seven earned runs, uh, mm-hmm. 34 pitches. Then they bring in Don Besant. Don Besant is, pitches two and one third innings. Uh, four hits, six earned runs, two walks, uh, two home runs. So then they go to this kid. And I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He finishes up the game. He pitches five and a third. His name's Sandy Koufax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Koufax throws 70, 71 pitches, one strikeout, but he doesn't give up anything. Uh, I think because the Philadelphia Phillies were just tired. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you've got. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carlton throws a three-hit shut. I mean, Carlton throws a three-hit shutout, and it just—it was ugly. It was ugly. Um, Bob Boone, another home run. Bob, Bob Boone looks like a—he. He, I mean, he hit his home runs, but he was no—he he was a lower, lower and older yeah, he, guy. He, you know, he, most he, of the time, he's like he's the, more defensive. He's the Brian Anderson of uh, mm-hmm. of uh, Sim Nation here. Yeah, All right. Yep. All right. So who are we going with this time? Philadelphia Phillies pitcher. Are you going back with Ruthven? Yeah. We'll go back with him and I'll go back with uh, Don Newcomb. Okay. Don Newcomb. And let's see what happens with this one. They got to do better than they did last time. Yeah. Uh, all right. They do, they do better. They score four runs. Problem for them is Philadelphia scores five. Oh, okay. Uh, Philadelphia scores three in the first, one in the third, and then they score one in the fifth, or in the ninth. I'm sorry, they score their fifth run in the ninth. Brooklyn makes a furious comeback, but they fall short, and uh, they lose five to four. 
Uh, Mike Schmidt okay. hits a home run. Greg Luzinski hits a home run. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. That that seems yeah. more reasonable. Yeah. Um. But then uh, Ruffman five and two thirds. Uh, Tug McGraw gets the save. Yeah, he was a reliever. Uh, but I mean, he gave up. He gave up two runs. <laughs> he, I mm. mean, he didn't do great. Um, no. Newcomb pitches seven innings. He gave up four runs. Um, Clem Labine ends up with uh, actually Newcomb. They have Newcomb is uh, with the loss. I wonder why he's the loss when. Oh no! The well, okay. They may have scored the runs. Yeah, well, but he was but, pitching, but he got nobody. But Labine gives up a, a run. I mean, it was four. It was four to two. It was four to two. Um, mm -hmm. But then Brooklyn comes back. I mean, Phil Labine gives up a run in the in the ninth. Labine gives up okay. a run in the ninth, um, and then Brooklyn comes back and scores two, so it's five four. So Labine gives up the running winning run. You'd think he'd take the loss, but they have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna lose too much sleep over something that never yeah. that never even really existed. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mike Schmidt was uh, he was the hero of the day. He uh, Pete Rose uh, gets Pete Rose. He had he had a pretty good game too. He was uh, one for four with a walk. He, his on base percentage was pretty good. Uh, Mike Schmidt two for four home run two RBIs. So um, th this was a yeah, that was, that was that was a good team. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we would be looking at the Houston Astros against the Philadelphia the 2022 Houston Astros against the 1980 Philadelphia Phillies. So uh, what we're going to do is this: we're going to um, get back together for World Series, okay. and we'll we'll see which of these teams how does it play out right now. Our prediction will be the Phillies in the rain in the uh, in the dot in the uh, Astros. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and we'll see what happens that way because Phillies way up on uh, in their game today. Yeah, with Atlanta. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that, and uh, that'd be and strange, wouldn't it? It would be the same two teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's it's a replay from last year because the yeah. yeah Houston beat the Phillies so. Right, we'll, exactly. we'll, let's let's see how close do we get. Let's see how close we it. get. You got it. All right, Dad. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate Not it. No problem. It's always a pleasure. All yeah. right, and we'll talk right, to you, you soon. You take care of yourself. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later.